I hate to call you out every time that we start an episode. Oh, boy. But I am going to call you out. <laughs> <laughs> what? You are a sick man, Chris Wineland. What did I do? Just <laughs> the face you're giving me right now. You are obsessed with the idea of overfeeding our animals to the point where they can no, hardly walk. Not overfeeding them. Feeding them until their heart is fully content. They're dogs. <laughs> They're never going to be fully content. That is true. Duchess this never is, does seem this content. This is proof that both of our dogs need to go to an eating anonymous. And this is like literally no shade on anybody that's been in that situation <laughs> before. I'm literally saying this is in fact one of the signs. And by the way, disclaimer, yeah. Chris and I are constantly on a health oh, journey. Oh, yeah. We don't have it right. We don't have it perfect. So, again, this you is You know what no I don't need for Christmas? A yo-yo. Because I'm yo-yo dieting all the time. All right. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Our dogs, they literally come running, mm. bounding and a leaping yeah. to the sound of a whipped cream can. Who did that, Chris? <laughs> Who started that habit with them? I think that was you taking them to Starbucks. No. They didn't hear the can at Starbucks. That's they just true. got a they pop cup and smiled. Yeah, that's true. I brought it from the store. Yeah, I was like, if they home, like it there, they'll, they'll like it here. here. But now they eat the whole can. I literally went to go get a cup of hot chocolate, and I was like, where's the can of whipped cream? Chris is smiling at me. I'm like, you ate this whole can? And he's like, not me. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> you gave it to our dogs. They're doing whippets. Well, they don't get it often. No. They got a whole can. <laughs> yeah, but now they're not so going to get it until I go to the store again. And here's the thing. <laughs> me and Duchess, we have a corgi. And yeah. me and, well, of course, you guys know that. She's we talk about her way too a much. a big corgi. She's a big girl. She's she, big. She's chunky, chunky. There's a problem, though. Her and I are built the same. Yeah. Like, it's not just that, like, we're growing and we're becoming curvaceous. We're not curvy. Yeah. We're not curvy. This is what happens. We keep the same size legs and just grow a Grinch belly. And I, I'm i in that same position right now. I look like Santa Claus. And yeah, that's it. I'm not going. I... Like, I don't want that for my dogs. In Chicago, literally the vet told us, because we Chris said something like, how do you know if they're eating the right amount? Because he was nervous that they weren't eating yes. enough. Like, what? It's a bit of a worry. And our, our vet literally looked down at Chicago and said, well, they're supposed to be like a dip between their rib cage and then like where their <laughs> hips start. If there's no dip and it's just straight sausage, like literally she said, if it's straight, just like a sausage casing, <laughs> yeah. it's probably a sign they're overeating. We look down My at both dogs of our are dogs. German sausages, okay? <laughs> exactly. We look down at both of our dogs and we're like, welp, yeah. we done messed up. I will say there was an inherent worry of mine. I didn't really have dogs like this. What, what does that mean? Like, they're just dogs. You just like forever dogs. The, the forever dogs. And you move on. Yes, they could have some, some smack rolls here and there, but we're not going to feed them an entire can of whipped cream. <laughs> over time. Oh, my God. An entire can over a, a couple of days. Oh, Lord just have mercy. Kidding. On that note, I'm Micah Wineland. And I'm Chris Wineland. And you're listening to The, the Modern, Modern Christian, Christian Podcast. Podcast. Christmas edition. Jingy, jingy. Just hear those sleigh bells ringling. Ring, ting, 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 you know what? Come on, it's yeah. lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Remember when we recorded a video? 
and it was of me and you, and we were singing, um, I really can't stay, or, no, no, Baby, It's Cold Outside, that's the name of it. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> we just decided to fully go for it 1,000% without looking at the lyrics, just whatever yeah. happens, happens. And it became total gibberish. It did, and I think it went, like, miniature viral. Yeah, mini viral, like only yeah. a couple billion views. <laughs> mini, mini. We'll have to dredge it up, or actually, better yet, someone else dredge it up for well, us. Well, we, we do in our family media. come up with fake words, and the mm-hmm. best word right now is coming from our son, which is Jinky Bell. Yes, he loves that. It's not jinky even Jinky bells. bells. It's just one. Just yeah, that's jinky true. Bell. Jinky Bell? Jinky Bell, Jinky Bell, Jinky <laughs> Bell, rock, rock, all right. Jinky Bell, rock, and mm-hmm. Jinky, Jinky Bell. He does love to make up words. He definitely gets that from me. Yeah. If you're listening to this episode, it is no surprise to you at this point that we love Christmas. Yes. Which is why we've loaded up these batch of episodes. Right. So Christmassy. Imagine us right now laying in fresh snow. <laughs> That we're just like somehow recording a podcast in yes. the snow outside. Let's well actually set a visual for you. Okay. We're in our Christmas pajamas. Mm, I like Chris it. Chris has a crit Santa hat. Yes. I have an elf hat. <laughs> We've got our Christmas mugs, our Christmas slippers. We have a Santa cookie I'm staring at but not eating. And there's pretty much Christmas music playing ninety percent of the time in our home. Yeah. We are big on the Christmas. We yeah. even had a Christmas wedding. We did. Yep. We did. We were actually just talking about that. Let me that. ask you this question, Chris. Okay. What was the song that we danced to at our wedding? Oh, I know that one. That's what easy. It? it was a Christmas song. Yeah. All I Want for Christmas by Michael Bubbly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's the Mariah Carey song, but it's the Michael Bublé version. Yeah. Which he does much better. It's very much more romantic his version yes and um we danced yeah oh gosh don't even get me started i we took lessons i loved the dance lessons you hated i thought that i was gonna love it because i love dancing with the stars but i am not a star it did not work out in my favor (laughs) it did not work out in my favor i was so nervous and so like that's true. Minutes before we tried to do a rehearsal. And, and then I, I remember I, I was like, let's re- just do it. Let's go all in. Yeah. Let's just do it. I remember it. you staring at me in the eyes and you went very comedic on me, like very com- professional comedian. You said, let's just do this. Let's go all out and do the best we can put on a show. I remember that. I looked at you straight deer in headlights and I said, Chris, I don't remember a single move. Yeah, you're like, I can't do this. I don't know a single move. And then I, I, no said, I said, the one we can do is the spin. Yeah, pretty much. And I so, think we did that like nine times. You did yeah, me and we were I out did, of there. I kept, yeah. It was tragic. But but you had said at some point off like, hey, it would be cool to do dance lessons. So I got it stuck in my brain and I I got us dance lessons. I know. The guy that taught us, though, I was super intimidated intimidated by. Yeah, he was. What? What was he, babe? What was he? (laughs) Tell me. He was Uh something. (laughs) But you know what? He was already married, so I felt less like intimidated and jealous. Well, And then she was there and she was dancing with me, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm being honest about this. It was the couple as a whole that were extremely good looking and extremely intimidating. Definitely. It wasn't like a one versus the other. It was like, we are ballroom dancers yeah. and we will get you ready. I don't even know what the accent was. No, that was no, the other thing. We had was. no idea. We don't know what country they were from. There was an from. accent, but we have no idea where they, they were, were from. They were probably from Fresno, California. Like, but it was hard to tell. Right. Not doing it right. It was like the, it was like the, um, that, that baboon mm-hmm. from Sing 2. 
Yeah. Johnny's on his tippy toes. Tippy toes. Tippy toes. Johnny's not doing it right. And you know what's so funny is they were showing us these like basic things. And then at the end (laughs) of like, I think it was first session, they were like, and this is what this is going to be. And then they danced together and we were like, oh my goodness. Yeah, we were like in shock. They're like, I can't do that. This was your first lesson. So we start slow, but this is what it'll be. They did the whole dance, and we're like jaw dropped. Right? Like we're floating in the that. air. I literally think that. <laughs> I literally think that like week three, they changed the whole dance. They on did. Us. I they think were they like, did. We do much simpler version. Like, I think they yeah. totally did because we're like, oh yeah, half those things you can do. We don't even have the confidence to try them. Right. Even by ourselves, right? I can't. I wasn't even gonna try it in my own room. I know. I know. <laughs> but it but I was rough. I liked the idea of it and the Christmas song every time. I know, I know. It was great. It was great. But point is, we had a really beautiful Christmas wedding. <laughs> yeah, we did. We like our colors were Christmas, but not like red and green. It was yeah. like burgundy, and gold, mm-hmm. and pine cones, and it was cute. It was really nice, and your yeah, your bouquet was perfectly Christmas. Yes, it was, it was really very cool. Christmas-y. I've tried to re recreate that bouquet um several anniversaries for for you you do a good job i try do a good job i try so anyway the purpose of this episode has nothing to do with our wedding (laughs) yeah um though it is it was our anniversary december 2nd so anybody if you want to get us anything we're down but this episode is about christmas traditions yeah what because i didn't really grow up uh, Christian, you did like that's kind of the concept I know, which of our is so show. So strange though, because like you know we had the Halloween episode, and that's like for the most part you could clearly be able to state your case as to what the holiday looked like, mm-hmm. not being a believer, being in a believer family. Yeah, but I feel like with Christmas, just because of my upbringing, it must have been so weird. Mm. Well, it wasn't weird to you; it was normal to you. But like, it feels like it'd be so weird to me to be like celebrating Christmas without any connection point to Jesus's birth or like the fact that it was the promise of a savior being born. So like, yeah. obviously I know your mom did go to church here and there, but yeah. like what was Christmas to you in your mind? Yeah. My family might, portions of my family might remember things that I, I'm not remembering right now. I remember that we went over to a friend's house. I must've been six. And I just remember there was a cake for Jesus, but it was like friends that made it and invited us over and was like, hey, here you go. So I look, I remember that. And I remember thinking it was weird. Like I didn't get the concept, but I liked the cake. I was there for the cake. Yeah, Um, (laughs) of course. But like, I don't really remember doing too much. You know, we I went to a a mass with my uh, Catholic side of my family a couple of times. Other than that, I mean, the lean-in to me was, like, the gifts and the Christmas music and Celine Dion Christmas <laughs> album. Like, can't beat that, you know. Right. Little things like that. Like, those are the things that I remember the most. Just the the very secular side of Christmas that sure. our country can also celebrate. That's yeah. more yeah. That's more what I remember. So you grew up with, like, Santa gifts and, yeah. like, family time kind De- of being the mindset behind definitely. Christmas. Definitely. Yeah. So definitely Santa, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say, like, from the moment that the Christmas season came around, my family was very intentional on making it Jesus-focused growing up Christian. So we had an Advent calendar that would kind of, like, be talking about, uh, like, the coming of Christ and, like, you know, that there's Mm -hmm. a promise of a Savior. Um, We would read some verses out of Isaiah. My mom's, like, favorite thing for us to watch was the Charlie Brown Christmas, which, like... 
not that that's directly Christian, but obviously yeah. Linus quotes some Bible verses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We even had a little Linus and a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. And these were and, like traditions. You guys did this yeah, every year. Yeah, definitely like wow. a tradition. Well, and here's something that, to be honest, I don't even know if you know this. Like, I genuinely don't remember if I ever told you this or not. But like one year, my mom was like, Christmas doesn't have enough of a focus on Jesus. And so she invented something to put the focus on Jesus. And like, we oh. didn't have a Christmas tree for like five years in a row. Did you know that? You didn't have a tree? No. So what she did instead oh. was she purchased a garden arch. I'm genuinely curious. Like, did I tell you this already? You, yes, something, okay. but like. Um, I've never like explained it. It sounded like something that like, are you guys going to patent? Cause then she if does so, have then a patent don't... Oh, she does. Okay. Yeah. Then go ahead. No, she literally has a patent. Okay, then definitely say it. So basically, she, yeah, so it's like a garden arch that you would buy for like outside to go in your garden. Okay. You put the outside filled with greenery, like you take like the garland that you would buy for a tree and the, like the Christmas tree garland and you put that all on the outside and that's where you hang the ornaments, you hang them on the garland and then in the center, like where there's two bars to the left and right side of the garden arch she would put a wooden board and on that wooden board she would put our nativity scene but like a big size nativity scene. yeah we have like which we now the own. ones that the we, one own. we own okay, yeah my yeah, parents have handed nice it down to us which it's so beautiful i know i love it it's so pretty um so we would put the nativity in the center and there's a star hanging from the center of the arch and underneath of that board with the nativity is where yeah. all the presents go and so like the whole thing so we did that for like five years in a row finally my brother and i convinced my mom like this is legitimately like i could see it being a modern day christmas tree for christians like it doesn't take away from the ornaments the decor the lights none of it so you know you should get a patent for it and she did so wow she needs to go on i know shark tank right i know i would love that but that's pretty much as far as she took it so nobody can make it but she hasn't really but it is crazy i think so for like what five years or so you didn't have a traditional christmas tree no no and at some point i feel like it was probably because the arch was getting old or something we went back to christmas trees i don't remember what specifically caused it but something at some point you know what here's another difference between us and i don't think that uh, christianity has has a play in this but you grew up mostly real trees i grew up almost entirely fake trees actually i think it was all fake trries yeah, Up which until I mean, we I don't think married. that has anything to do with our religious standing. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. but it's a big difference. Yeah, it we is. We grew up with real trees. Yeah, which I loved it. I honestly yeah. couldn't imagine doing a fake tree, but now we have a fake tree, and I do love it, too. It's, it's convenient. It's really yeah. And it is very convenient. That's true. And we added those little sticks to make them smell good. So, yeah, yeah, that's that, true. I do like it. Well, and I have this very rational fear now living in the Midwest, because I grew up in Florida, mm. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure the Christmas trees didn't come from Florida. I'm sure they came from the Midwest. Yeah. But somehow my brain Somewhere cold. has associated that like the trees out here are riddled with spiders. <laughs> so I can't I can't do a real tree. I've ruined it for my own self and now I'm like, fake tree it is, light the Yankee candles, give me yeah. all the toxins, I don't care. I can't go to real. So let's talk about like what is like the num maybe not number one, but like the most like when you think about Christmas, this is the tradition growing up that first comes to mind. Let's okay. Um, going to the movies on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Which is something you and I had in common, actually, yeah. when we met. Because my family does the same tradition. Yeah, so my mom and her and I were just talking about it on the phone. But she, my parents are divorced, right? Yeah. And so we had my 
my parent, um, my dad on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and my mom on Christmas Day, and so. I, I love both days. I'm very spoiled with it because Christmas yeah. Eve is like tons of gifts and everything. That's how I grew up. And then Christmas Day, we do gifts in the morning. And then my mom, we would go to the movies. I think it, there was a time in our lives where it was because we were just all arguing. So we'd go right. to the movies. It's just a time for everybody to be quiet. Just to sit down and, and I'm yeah, sure as quiet. a mom, like a single mom, your mom was like, we're going to see a movie so mm-hmm. everybody can just shut up. It's smart. That's shut what I would do. popcorn. I know, right? <laughs> if I had three well, kids and I was and a single. We, we genuinely do on. love that tradition. Like, yeah, we love my it. My family has always kind of done that too. It's just something to do in the late afternoon of Christmas. And we've carried it on with our son. Mm-hmm. And obviously now we will with our daughter. But yeah. And he I, loves the movie theater. He does. So it really He's helps. so cute. Funny. So that's a big tradition. What's your number one tradition when you think of Christmas? So this is different. My family, but I think this is the same as your family because of the divorce mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. But my family would open up our gifts midnight at on uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, but everything. Right, but that's probably because your mom I know, doesn't like I to know. keep a secret. She's my, excited. My mom literally cannot keep a secret. It's the funniest thing. Like, you could tell her, especially when it comes to presents, she would literally be like, can I tell you just one of your gifts because I'm curious to know? I'm like, no, no. Like, that's the whole beauty of this situation is that we're going to be surprised. Fine. She would get mad at us. Well, I I was super honored because like a week ago, we were in Florida. We did a comedy show. Your mom got to introduce me. Yes. Which was awesome. She's like my... My number one, like supporter, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I love this. You. One of one of my Chris's biggest supporters. Biggest um, and so uh, anyway, so she's like, she spills the beans about. Something. She's like, yeah. hey, my after- dad had like a, just a funny little joke he was gonna do at the very end of Chris's <laughs> comedy show. Yeah. And rather than my mom just letting it happen natural because it came with a gift, mm-hmm. my mom says to my <laughs> husband right before he gets on stage. We're gonna do something at the end. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be funny. Mom. <laughs> and then I said, I, don't, I can tell you're not supposed to tell me yeah. this. And she had this, this smile had this of like, smile like, you're right. I'm not. And then right before she went up, I said, Okay, just tell me what is it. And I could see her face. And I said, No, I'm just kidding. Don't yeah, tell me. Don't yeah. tell me. It's fun it to tempt so her, funny. but she will tell you. So, so I you could can't see ask how. her too many times. So, but was the plan always to open it up no. at midnight? No, that it was just totally my happen, mom. Inevitably. My mom would be like, Let's just open all the gifts now. Because <laughs> tomorrow we'll come, we'll eat a big breakfast, and we can play with everything. <laughs> mom, but you know, I think when you're kids, yeah. you're not going to say no. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's where you and I, uh, maybe, I don't know if we have the same thought on it, but like, the families, because I've had both families in this, mm-hmm. um, the families that open everything at Christmas Eve, th- I think that is the idea. We open it at Christmas Eve so Christmas Day we can just play and enjoy everything. But for me, I like the idea of some Christmas gifts opening Christmas Eve, but then the majority on yes, Christmas Day. I'd agree with you. You like that too? I like that too. And we recently just discovered, um, I actually found this through Instagram, mm-hmm. um, but we recently discovered a new tradition that we want to start in our family yeah i'm excited about it. and i think it's the perfect way to have christmas eve Mm -hmm. night feel special while still making christmas morning exciting with the gifts and everything like that yeah basically um uh, we're going to feed the nerdy part of me (laughs) and uh no we're we all get a book that we get to unwrap yeah right so it's like we each get one gift it's a book and a chocolate 
Mm-hmm. And so we each get a book and a chocolate that we get to take to bed with us. And then we get to like read it and unwind and get ready for, for Christmas. It's a, yeah. such a cool thing. I think thing. it's like a Switzerland. Swiss, uh, I yeah. I think it's like a yeah, Swiss uh, tradition or maybe it's from Finland. But I want to say it was like a Swiss thing. I think so. And or maybe it's Swedish. I don't remember, but whatever it was. It's very different than Swiss. <laughs> no, I know. I don't. And you said I, Swedish. It might be Swedish. I don't know. Sweet. But yeah. either way, Sweet. basically the idea is, or maybe it's Dutch because don't the Dutch love chocolate? <laughs> I, I mean, there no is idea. Dutch chocolate. Right? So the but I think point that's is, Amish though, Dutch. Okay. is that you. <laughs> <laughs> we could just go yeah, down this sweet. rabbit hole. Okay, so the point is that you get a book and yeah. then you get like a little thing of chocolates and you're supposed to like let your kids stay up and enjoy that book. So like the night before Christmas yeah. or Elmo's first Christmas, whatever the book is, they're just enjoying it and eating their chocolates in bed yeah. and naturally falling asleep. And I think that's a great way to get everybody in their bed. They get yeah. a gift. So I'm excited. I think that gift will get better when our kids can read on their own. Yeah. But it's still really fun to start I think start it's now. a great time to start yeah. it. Uh, Christmas music, uh, I think this year I've gotten really into, and I just said it earlier in this episode, but like uh, Celine Dion, just her album – um, that's an influence from yeah, my family. You, you try to pull up Celine Dion every <laughs> Dude, I Christmas. Did. Yeah, I do. And I, you'll watch me silently suffer. I'll be like, mm, Celine Dion, okay, yeah, we can You can hear, hear the we synth hear music. And... and it's like, you're here, it's Santa, I feel you. I'm like, mm. She just does that. She's just the same Titanic song, but she adds Christmas vibes. And every song's the same, but different lyrics. Right. No, but not seriousness. I mean, a lot of her songs do sound exactly the same. It's just her being extremely moody. I strongly disagree. She's either in love or she's heartbroken. I really can't tell her both at once. It could be either. Um, I think she's an original classic. Um, so everybody should listen to her. <laughs> yeah. You try to pull that out every yeah. single year and every single year I'm like, okay. And Come the on. three songs in, I'm like, hey babe, let, no. let's change it. You have, but this is because I've done a bad job. I haven't shown you Ave Maria yet. Once she does Ave Maria, Ave oh. Maria. Wow. I did not expect the sample. Thank you for <laughs> vibrating your vocal cords. I'm literally trying to vibrate my throat to make it happen. There's also like what comes with Christmas traditions is going to Christmas parties. Oh, yeah. And we've learned to play a lot of really fun games. Dice game, which my family plays. I love oh, that. That's fun. It's did like they a, make that up? Or was that I, I don't know because I've never heard of anybody I've else doing it. I've never seen anyone. I love do it though. You get to steal. Um, presents. presents, but it's cutthroat in our family because some people go home with no gifts. Right. Like, yeah. That's the yeah. best part of it. Mm-hmm. And some have to work really hard to get it. So yeah, the dice game is very fun. When our kids get married, I want to introduce that game. I think I gotta, we gotta wait until everybody's older right, for right. that. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's like true. aggressive. Cause that's what makes it fun is that you're cutthroat and nobody has hurt feelings. Cause if you play with the six year old, it's not going to work out. Right. I Although you have a that. nephew who plays <laughs> And, and he I, honestly is cutthroat. Well, yeah, but remember, I stole last second. I stole his baseball cards that he wanted. And he's like an oh, actual yeah, baseball fan. Right. And, and I just can. took it. Yeah, just for the fun of yeah. it. And that and was then wrong. I ended up giving it back to him later because yeah. you were like, babe, come on. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> so, what are you going to do with baseball cards? I don't, I don't hang out with him. <laughs> hang out with the cards? Hang out with the cards? <laughs> hey, it. guys, what's up? So this episode's about family traditions. Um, what are some things that, like, 
the modern Christian family can or should consider doing to put Christ back in Christmas? Because you and I were having this conversation about how basically like when you look at the Jewish faith, I just think it's Mm -hmm. a really good example is that even from the age of five, I think, is mm-hmm. when they start like teaching them the Torah, which is the first five books I of the Bible. Like, yeah. And so they like teach them like this is the story of our ancestors and how we traveled out mm-hmm. of Egypt and how God provided for us. And so we break this bread because it means this and we light this yeah. candle because it means this. And, you know, obviously by the time that they're 13, they have a bat mitzvah or a What's the female version of Well, that? the bar mitzvah is for the guy. And then the bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. The... Pretty sure. Uh, I could, could be we could the be exact wrong, opposite. But the whole point is, is that yeah, bar mitzvah. the Jewish yeah. religion is very intentional with children from a young age of mm-hmm. not just knowing what a holiday is, yeah. but biblically what it means and what was, you know, happening right. at that time. And I feel like as modern american christians what we can accidentally do is feel our kids celebrating jesus's birthday at sunday school is enough yeah you know? or or to be honest in my mind because i remember after i got saved and it yeah. was like oh we could we can recite the the story we can read it i felt embarrassed for some reason mm. i don't know why but it like took me a while like sharing that with young kids it felt awkward you mean? No, no no just to read it in the family Like, just like, because my mom was all for it. And, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, let's all read it together. And I felt like embarrassed. And I just remember being a little goofy about it. Okay, yeah. Like, just trying to, like, lighten the mood. But why? I was going to say, yeah. Because what's so weird about that, again, going back to, like, Jewish families, to them, like, not to say every Jewish kid is super excited about it, but to an extent, like, this is normal. Yeah. This is their normal. Why? Well, and I yeah. don't think we have that really ingrained in Christian homes that, yeah. like, the normal is to... Well, there's a sacredness to that. And right. Americans have a hard time keeping anything sacred. Sacred. It's very true. I mean, what's the we last thing you've done that's sacred? We want everything to be hokey and fun and yeah. fat and jolly. <laughs> and and quote-unquote relatable. Right. I think we can use that word too much yeah. and, and go overboard, jump yeah. the shark too much. No, it's true. And especially with Christianity, we can get to a place where we're like willing to bend over backwards to get mm-hmm. people. And I mean, I get it. Obviously, we want anybody and everybody to be able to participate in Christianity. But I think sometimes in doing that we dumb it down or we think Mm -hmm. we need to water it down to give it to them whereas if we would keep it honorable and sacred then people would catch up because people aren't dumb you know well of course Um, and and children aren't you know they 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 hold on to a concept immediately even if it's a hard one to swallow there's a book i read years ago that i love and i think it's called by what standard and it's literally about that like people will raise to the standard if a standard is set but Mm. our society dropped all standards yeah so because of that it's like anything goes and then everybody's confused as to why nobody is like following a standard of god right because there wasn't anything set so i think there's a difference between the traditional side that makes you uh, just go through the motions. Go numb, yeah. But but like we're so far removed from right, that. Right, right. You, you can, know? and I think that that's the fear as well. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, it can feel awkward or silly. And then the other part is I, I feel like there'd be an immediate pushback of a lot of dads or pastors or Christians that would almost say to you like, well, we don't want it to become a religion. We don't want it to become, you know, uh, just works and not faith. We don't want mm-hmm. it to become so clergy that it's just tradition and nobody understands. And, I agree with that. But at the same time, to your point, I think maybe we've taken it too far. I think that we've 
taken that too much. Right. You know that whole phrase of, and I'm not judging anybody for saying it, but that whole phrase of like, it's a relationship which is not a religion. Like Paul literally calls it a religion. So, right, right. And, and he says like, this is the right religion. This is the good religion. Like mm. we have come up with, American Christianity has come up with this phrase. Of relationship. Of like, it's not yeah. a religion. It's a relationship. Yeah. But like literally Paul called it a religion. Yeah. Um, you know, that as a whole, if we go with the mindset that it's like, oh yeah, we just get to do whatever we want then we do walk away, I think, missing out on something rich. Yeah, and I was just going to say, that's like what we're getting at, that this whole conversation that you and I had Mm -hmm. separately that we're like, let's bring this to the podcast, is that we're not saying that it's wrong to say, I have a relationship with Jesus. Of course that's not wrong. Of course Jesus wants to have a relationship with us, and that's the whole reason God sent his son, you know, Mm -hmm. all the things. But at the same exact time, consider the fact that you might be missing out on something greater in your Christianity or in your Christian walk because you're not going all in because you do feel silly reading the Bible to your kids out loud because you do feel silly praying for Mm -hmm. your kids wounds um I would you know say I would just throw this out there I think that there is a shift in our generation compared to the last generation that hungers mm-hmm. more for a for oh, yeah. more of a structured relationship because I think it's both it's both and it's tradition it's yeah. religion and relationship and so I think that our generation longs for more of a structured true biblical relationship yeah whereas the previous generation they um you know they just leaned on more of a relational um, worship before the Lord. And again, I don't think either are wrong. I'm just noticing this shift. And so that's why I think you and I tend to yeah. bend that way of we'd rather have that structure and say like, yeah. well, let's actually not just give our kids a happy birthday Jesus moment, but instead like, let's read Luke to them. Right. You know? Well, on either side can be brought too far. So Absolutely. that's why what you're really saying is what we're both trying to aim for. We both love Christmas so much that like we know we love it because of Jesus. That's why yeah. we love Christmas. Well, and I'll say this too, because Christmas is already pre, like it's so set up to not be about Christ, yeah. to not be about Christianity in the world that we live in. It could be really easy to go through the motions feeling very confident. I'm a Christian celebrating Christmas. And for your family, like let's just say you don't have kids, for your outside family to not even notice the difference between their house and your house, Mm -hmm. or for your inside family, like your kids, to not notice the difference between other families and theirs. And I'll be the first to say I don't have all the answers. I really don't. But you know what? We went somewhere um in Pennsylvania with our family and we got to see all these designs and mm-hmm. you know all, all this Christmassy stuff it was yeah. called Cranex so if you're in that area you should go there although you probably already know about it yeah right. um but if you remember there was like a room of like it was like an elf room so all these cool elves and there was like a Grinchy room and all these mm-hmm. cool Grinches and the whole idea is it's on display and then everything on display is for sale right so that's like different like displays the, the for key. every room but then we get to the end and ooh it was this incredible, huge nativity. And I just remember Johnny goes, like this was a couple weeks ago. He yeah. goes, mom, dad, mom, dad, baby Jesus, baby Jesus. Yeah. Like as if like it was the Beatles. It was like he right. just kept going. Like he was losing his mind in excitement about it. And I thought, okay, well, I I mean, obviously he knows that like that's obviously just a representation of Jesus. 
I, I thought, man, we, I think we did something somewhat right there. Yeah. That he got more excited about Jesus than Santa, elves, the Grinch. I, I mean, agree. he was so excited. He was telling his cousins, like everybody, you know, <laughs> it was just so, it was. So it was like, oh, okay, like he gets it though. Because yeah. he saw this on his own and before we could get to it. And he recognized what yeah. was happening. Yeah. Which was cool. Um, I want to leave people with like some actual you know, substance about like, okay, I'm with you guys. I hear you. I could step up my game. And again, we're preaching to ourselves. So, um, I know of, uh, two, maybe three specific things I'd like to share on the idea of putting Christ back in Christmas without it being boring. Yeah. Um, and I know you have some specific Uh, ones too. So do you want to go first? Yeah. I have one in particular. There's a, maybe we're going to touch in on the same thing, but there's a Christian family that we know that, Kind of, to me, I never thought of it, but they bring out frankincense, myrrh. Oh, I you love know, that. And, like, you get to see it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Do they give it context, like, this is from the wise men? Yeah, they use it as part it of the story. So they tell the story oh, and that. they and then and they have it already sitting out there. So you get to, like, really inter- interactive. And nowadays with, like these essential oils everywhere i'm pretty sure we could grab that yeah yeah so whether that be us or anybody listening so like that says, oh that sounds it really cool a gold coin and yeah. you know yeah that's true because gold you can find a way to do gold mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. you don't have to yeah, go get a big real, nugget but like yeah. that's good yeah and I letting like them that. smell the frankincense and the you know and the myrrh yeah. and stuff one thing i think that's like basic but again i, I went through this holiday season assuming it would happen by nature and then realizing very quickly it didn't, is implementing Christian Christmas songs. Oh, yeah. Like, I was in full expectation that by nature, when we started playing the Christmas, I mean, yeah, the Christmas radio station, yeah, that there would be Christian songs, you know, brought in with all of the other Christmas songs. Because yeah. that's the way I grew up. Right. So you put on the radio station and they're all there, the blend. Yeah. It was not there. No. They've taken it all out. So, like... Johnny knew the Grinch song. He knew Frosty yeah. the Snowman. He knows all these songs. And if you guys think about it, like, those are storytelling songs, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Johnny literally understands the story of Frosty the Snowman yeah. because he sung the song so many times. Yeah. Um, and so, like, now you and I have been doing an intentional job of every night after we're headed home somewhere with mm-hmm. him in the car, we'll play and we'll say, this is one of mom's favorite Christmas yeah. songs. And then I'll explain it to him. I'm like, yep. this is the story about Mary and mm-hmm. how she's finding out that she's going to have a baby and, like, it's going to be baby Jesus. You yeah. know, we kind of explain it to him. So now when he hears it, he's understanding the lyrics. And I exactly. think, like, that is a very, because if you look at the Bible in the Old Testament, they sing songs to remember everything. Yeah. Like, they remembered everything God did for them through a hymn or a song. Right. And so, like, what better way to bring Christ into Christmas than... Um, so, then the second I was thinking of that came to mind, so I guess technically this would be our third collectively, yeah. is that you can watch a Christ-centered Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. And just recently, yep. we watched... I think we watched it last year, too, but we watched... I think it's called The Star. Is that what it's called? I'm almost yeah. positive it's called The Star. And it's the story about the donkey. Yeah. That um, ended but, up being at the manger the scene nativity, or whatever. Yeah. And he's a donkey that um, helps Mary to get to Bethlehem. It's a very good movie. It's a very yeah. cute movie. I think a great, you know, kind of Johnny. to your point, it, is it exactly accurate? No, of course yeah. not. But does it start the conversation and get our 
child mm-hmm. and our family focused in on the actual reason for the season, yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. And you're, they're going to enjoy that just as much as they would watching all the other classics. Right. And please watch the other classics. Like, yeah. do the mix. That's what makes it so great, you know? Yeah, just make sure that you know and that you're reading your room a little bit too with your kids that you know, like, that there is a difference. There's a difference course, between the yeah, fun, yeah. fluffy side and then, like, also this hey, there's like a real holy God behind all this that, mm-hmm. that we're choosing to worship Yeah. in this. I love that. Yeah. And then the last one that I read that I was like, oh, yeah, this is really good mm-hmm. is um, I'm going to – I know that I'm going to mess up how I'm saying this, but essentially Luke can be broken up in such a way that you're reading it for – the 24 days of Christmas leading up to like the 24 days prior oh, to Christmas. Okay, okay. So maybe it's because of how many chapters are in Luke. So okay. Yeah. So it's, you read a chapter of Luke a, okay. a day yeah. leading up to Christmas. That and so sense. just reading the word of God out loud. Now, if you're like, I have a two year old, they'll never get it, but start there. Yeah. So that way it's not awkward or uncomfortable or rare or strange to your child when you're reading to them at six, yeah. right? Because they're like, oh, I can remember the, from yeah. my earliest memory. I can remember my father standing mm-hmm. and reading the Bible. You know what I mean? And yeah. that that was true for my home. So it wasn't weird when my dad was like, hey, guys, I really want to read the scripture to you guys that really spoke to me this morning. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. What's up? You right. Know? Well, okay. You just hit something that I think every one of us parents should remember kids can handle it truly yeah. you know like we always think because i i almost fell into that it's like okay i'll wait until they're a certain age mm-hmm, to start mm-hmm. teaching the word of god no do it now yeah because you don't know how you much need they're the practice getting. they need the practice yeah. like if it's they like, don't sit still you've got to teach them that concept right. while they're young like because well, we're, we're gonna put on sesame street or a kid's show and go oh well eventually they'll understand the alphabet and the letters so let's do that with the word of god Truly. why are we not doing it now yeah. that way they can always go oh it's familiar at least there's something to it that's familiar like start it young they yeah. can handle it yeah you know i totally agree I feel like this episode doesn't even need a final word because that was it. So great <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> but I do just want to encourage every parent out there, and not even just the parents, we're for every modern Christian, mm-hmm. that you have the tools in your tool belt to mm-hmm. be able to put Christ in Christmas. And if you feel like things have slipped away a little bit and you've maybe even you have like the Christmas blues, because I'll be honest and say I kind of did. I was like, why does this Christmas feel a little like somber? Mm. And then I realized it was because I hadn't heard a Christian Christmas song yet. Yeah. We need yep. it. We need it. So We do. And I'll tell you what. Oh, Holy Night will pick you up so quickly. Seriously. All right? It's a little is there a Celine Dion person. version maybe? There is. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Celine Dion, Oh, Holy Night. Oh, Holy <laughs> okay. Night. Okay. And on that note, we're headed out of here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Yep. You know how to follow us or if you want to chat with us, talk to us about anything that you've been hearing. We love your feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to hear your traditions. That's right. And the best way to get a hold of us and tell us your traditions is on our socials. You can find me at Chris Wineland Comedy everywhere. Or you can find me with at Micah Wineland. All right, guys. Have a great day. Yep.